What's up, everybody? Welcome back to GMs for Hire. My name is Will Polson. Alongside with me today is Jamil King and RJ Stroke. And we're here to talk to you about a topic that we didn't know if we were necessarily going to get to talk about this year. But thankfully, it will be here. College football is returning. It's actually already back as we're recording this. We've had a couple of games already. Um, but we're looking into the bigger, the Power Five, as well as uh, some other smaller conferences as well. It's just a little college football preview that we have going on here. And so uh, we have three of the top power five t uh, divisions here, and they are going to be playing. We're still waiting on the Big Ten. They're their own little thing, as, as RJ said before we got on here. But uh, we're going to look at uh, a, a little dive into their schedules and see which game we think is going to be the most entertaining between those conferences. And RJ, I'm going to start with you. Let's start with the SEC. Where do you think the greatest game in the SEC is going to come from this year? Well, there's plenty to choose from. Uh, you've got your division rivals that are going to, you know, face off. Obviously, the Iron Bowl, the Egg Bowl, Bama, LSU, Florida, Georgia. You got the big ones, but that we see those every year. And when I look at a schedule, I want to see something that I don't normally see. And to me, Georgia, Bama in a regular season game, uh, it's not going to be, you know, the SEC championship neutral site, you know, deal. It's going to be a – it's a home game for, I think, Bama. It's Georgia-Bama regular season. I, I am so locked in on that game. Um, I was locked in before all this stuff happened. And even, you know, that we're, we've been kind of conditioned to not believe college football was going to happen. You always leave that hope out. And this was one of the marquee games that you look forward to. This game is going to determine a lot in college football. It's going to determine probably who wins the SEC, who goes to the playoff. It's going to have major implications, even for the loser. Um, that's a good loss in the eyes of the committee. You lose to a Georgia or you lose to an Alabama, you don't get killed like, you know, losing to, you know, Vanderbilt or Missouri or whatever. So that right there is a huge game for both teams. Okay. Awesome. Jamil, for the SEC, where, uh, where, what, what week or what game are you looking at here? Um, I'm, gonna, um, I'm on the same track as RJ. Um, the Georgia is involved in my biggest game on the SEC, and um, it's going to be uh, a good old-fashioned rivalry of the Florida-Georgia game. I think it's going to decide the SEC East this season. Um, today we actually learned that Jamie Newman will not be playing this year for Georgia, so now um, all hope for their, their offensive right on JT Daniels if he can um, get right from his injury and get NCAA to clear him. But um, I think that game's going to decide the SEC East. I think this season, um, with the lack of teams playing, it, um, there's a very good possibility the SEC gets two teams into the playoffs. So whoever wins this game is, um, is on track to go to Atlanta to represent the East. And on top of that, you're on track to potentially sneak into the playoffs, um, either winning that SEC championship or if you lose and you only have two losses, you're losing to Alabama and whoever else you lost to. So those are two good losses in the season where there's not a lot of games. I think it opens up a chance to, to make the, um, the playoffs. Fair enough. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting that Florida-Georgia game is always great to watch. It's always a, a staple for college football. I think it's one of those that even if you're not a fan of either team, it's one of those games you can watch just because of the historic rivalry between the two. But uh, we're going to move on to the ACC here. Uh, we'll go back to Jamil. Jamil, uh, ACC, whenever you're looking at it, is there a certain game that really strikes out to you in this one? 
Um, for me, uh, RJ might have the same game as me, honestly. Um, Clemson's obviously the, the number one team in the ACC. That, that's undisputed. They still have Trevor Lawrence, they still have Travis Etienne. They still have a lot of weapons on the offense. Um, they're clearly going to run with the ACC. The question is who will meet them in Charlotte in the ACC championship. There's several good teams that have a chance. You have North Carolina rising up. You have Notre Dame for the first time ever going to be able to play in the ACC championship. And you also have Miami, who was for the first time trying to make the ACC championship. They made a lot of changes to their team. The Brian Deere came from Houston. There's a, there's a lot of confidence in Miami that they can get there. But um, my biggest game in the ACC right now is going to be Notre Dame at North Carolina. Um, I think those are the two teams that are locked in right behind Clemson right now that a lot of the experts are um, saying can go to Charlotte. Um, this is obviously the first time Notre Dame has a chance to compete fully in the ACC. And this is going to be a big challenge for them, you know, heading into North Carolina um, in November. Uh, North Carolina, they're, they're another team that a lot of experts love. They love Sam Howell. They're looking to see if they could, that offense can continue to rise from what it did last year. So I'm um, on paper. This, this game could decide who, who gets to go play Clemson. RJ, are you in the same boat? Are you looking at the same game or maybe going a different direction? Yeah, I mean, I would love to sit here and try to act like I had something else. Come on, it's Notre Dame, North Carolina. This game is going to be insane. I cannot wait. Notre Dame, like you said, is finally going to have a chance to play for a conference championship. I think they should be in a conference anyway. Um, that's a story for another time. Um, yeah, Notre Dame at North Carolina on Black Friday. I am. I'm, I wish it was tomorrow. Um, I want to see Sam Howe against that Notre Dame team that's getting a lot of preseason hype. Notre Dame always gets preseason hype, um, and rarely ever do they live up to it. Um, can Sam Howe and the rest of the Tar Heel team take that next step and beat Notre Dame? Spoiler alert, I have Sam Howe winning the Heisman this year. I think that guy, I think he is just so good. I thought last year he was the best true freshman quarterback in the country, ahead of Bo Nix, ahead of Dylan Gabriel, ahead of Keaton Slovis, all these other boys. Sam Howe is a stud. They have a two-headed monster at running back, and they have the best wide receiver duo in the ACC with Daz, Daz Newsom and Deami Brown. And don't sleep on Bo Corrales, the number three receiver. I think Sam Howe is absolutely set up for success. I think North Carolina is set up for success. Their two toughest games, in my opinion, are going to be played at Keenan Memorial, where they play Virginia Tech and they play Notre Dame. The tricky thing for the Tar Heels, and I hope they're not going to slip up, is the week after they play Notre Dame, they go to Miami. Now, Miami, obviously, they have the transfer quarterback, Derek King. If he plays like he played at Houston, watch out. Uh, they did lose their best defensive player, Gregory Rousseau. But that's a game – I'm not worried about, like, the home field advantage for Miami or anything like that because they don't ever get fans in the stands anyway. But just all the hype that's going to go into that Black Friday game against Notre Dame, and now you've got to back it up and travel down to Miami and beat a pretty good Hurricanes team. Um, that two-week stretch right there for the Heels, cannot wait. I think, I think that's where a lot of people – go ahead. Also, I was going to say, I definitely think that that two-game stretch right there is going to decide who, who goes to play – against Clemson in the ACC championship between that those three teams right there or two of them get to play each other at the end. I think yeah, I, I think that's going to decide who goes to Charlotte. No, I sure. could definitely see that being a three-team race to see who goes up against Clemson. And I think that's going to be a lot of people's opinion to try to see how Notre Dame fares in the in the ACC because 
Notre Dame's a very polarizing team. Everybody's either very with them or you're very against them. Uh, it seems like that's one of those teams that a lot of people just hate just because they're not in a conference. A lot of people feel that they get, uh, such as RJ, <laughs> uh, a lot of people feel like they deserve to be in a conference. A lot of teams feel that they get overhyped before the season starts. They think everybody I'm, – I'm just explaining RJ's life. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like it, Notre Dame's a very interesting team. And to finally see that they have a chance at a conference championship, again, I mean, I – I'd be dumb to say I'm not looking forward to that game as well on Black Friday between Notre Dame and UNC because that's going to be – I think that's going to be a shootout. I think that's going to be one of those games where you see a lot of offense, very little defense, and I think that's going to be very interesting to see how Notre Dame fares against the rest of the uh, ACC, and it'll be exciting to watch nonetheless. One uh, other no note on that game, we obviously don't know what the situation's going to look like, but if they allow fans at that game – Ian Book better watch out. That atmosphere is going to be stupid. I can imagine that a lot of ACC games where they're going to allow fans against Notre Dame are going to be a little bit yeah. intense. I feel like a lot of them are just going to try to rip Notre Dame a new one, saying like, oh, you guys don't deserve to be here and everything like that. But what happens if Notre Dame goes out and just wins that division? Or, hell, it's probably – it's almost like 99% not going to happen. But what happens if they win their division and then they beat Clemson in the conference championship? You know, it's – it's not that it can't happen. It Will it happen? Probably not. But, I mean, there's always possibilities for anything. So then what do you do? But that'll be an episode later on. So um, moving over to the final Power Five conference that we know is still playing football, and that's the Big 12. Uh, I'm going to start with RJ. RJ, where are you looking forward to? Uh, what game are you looking forward to in the Big 12? Well, this one's a little different. And, um, I, I mean – the Big 12, they play each other every year because they, they only have 10 teams. Everybody plays each other every year. Um, and usually you circle Oklahoma-Texas, the Red River game. I love that. That's one of my favorite rivalries. But I want to go to what I believe might be the most underrated rivalry in college football, and that's Bedlam. I love when Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State. Now, anybody sitting at home, you can sit there and Google Oklahoma's won like 10 out of the last 11 over Oklahoma State, whatever. You can call it one-sided, call it whatever you want. The games are fun to watch. Um, Oklahoma State is always there to give you hope that they can beat Oklahoma. As much as I dislike Notre Dame and think that they're frauds, Oklahoma has showed us time and time again they are frauds. We cannot put Oklahoma in the playoff again. We, every time they're in the playoff, they get their doors blown off. We don't need to see them, and I think this is the year that the little brother, Oklahoma State, finally smokes them, and we finally get a new winner in the Big 12. I love Chuba Hubbard. Tylen Wallace is healthy. Spencer Sanders. I, I, am a, I, I really like Oklahoma State. I think their offense is going to have a lot of firepower. Spencer Rattler has a lot to live up to following Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, and Baker Mayfield. What, you know, can he live up to that? Can he not? I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, that's the one I'm circled. I'm, I'm really excited for that one. I like that you brought up Spencer Radler. He's officially been named the quarterback for Oklahoma. And I saw a video of him doing some practice throws, and he was, like, jumping up and doing 360s and then trying to complete a pass. Like, what does that show? What, what are, you gonna, are you ever going to do that in a real-life game? Like, uh, if you have anybody rushing you off of the edge, you're not just going to jump up 360 and then try to find a wide receiver. Like, I really don't know what the video was supposed to prove, but um, 
I digress. Uh, Jamil, whenever you're looking at the Big 12, what games really strike in your eye? Um, I actually have the same game right down as RJ. I also get that Bedlam game. I think that's going to decide um, – well, I think I think Oklahoma is going to get to the Big Twelve Championship no matter what. I think that game, but for Oklahoma State, I think that game if they can if they can knock off Oklahoma, that will give them the edge over Texas to to get back to the the Big Twelve Championship game. But since you went with Bedlam, I'm going to go with Red River. Um, a great a great rivalry like we already discussed. But um, can Texas finally be back like Sam Ellinger claimed they were two years ago after they won the Sugar Bowl last year? They they flat out and were not good. Um, now they have a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Um, Todd Herman knows his time. He knows knows he's got to he's got to do something. As you have a senior quarterback, you got to go out and win games now, and um, you got to be Oklahoma. Oklahoma has ran the Big Twelve for the past decade. They have dominated the Big Twelve. They haven't missed a beat on offense um, in the past five years with a new quarterback every single year. Um, Spencer Rattler obviously will come in. He's going to be a, a, a redshirt freshman, but um, he obviously has all the tools in the toolbox to be another great quarterback in Oklahoma. It seems like Lincoln Riley has that offense as a well-oiled machine, and they don't look like they're going to slow down. I know you're tired of seeing them in the playoffs, but I think they're eventually going to win the Big 12 again, and they don't. there's not a lot of teams to choose from. So I think Oklahoma will find their way back into the playoffs once again. Speaking of Oklahoma finding their way back into the playoffs, a perfect segue as we've gone through each of the major divisions, and now we're going to look at uh, the – Actually, uh, yeah, we're going to look at our, our final four predictions. Who's going to be in the college football playoffs? Uh, RJ, we'll start with you. College football playoffs, your final four teams, who do you have? So my top four teams, uh, number one, I have Clemson. I think they're going to go undefeated. Uh, they're going to beat Notre Dame in the regular season, and they're going to beat North Carolina. It's a shame. They're going to beat North Carolina in the ACC championship. Clemson will be in the playoffs. Uh, rank number two, I have the Florida Gators. I do think they will lose a game in the regular season. And when I went through game by game, I actually chose the Tennessee game for them to be their only loss, which actually happens to be the final week of the regular season. Um, I do think they will beat Alabama in the SEC championship game and make it to the playoff, be the two seed. Number three, I, I will not have Oklahoma. I don't care. Oklahoma State is going to win the Big 12, and they're actually going to beat Texas. I don't think Oklahoma even gets to the Big 12 championship because I think they lose to Oklahoma State and they lose to Texas. So can Texas be back? I want to see Texas back. I think it's great for college football, but I just think at the end of the day, Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace, it's going to be too much. I think Oklahoma State wins the Big 12, and they are ranked number three. Number four, I told you guys earlier, I have eight teams written down right here. I went game by game. I have problems. I have eight teams with two losses, and I had to choose one. And I have UCF with one loss. Sorry, I'm not putting the Knights in. Don't care. I got too much USF in me. I had eight teams with two losses, and I had to put one of them in the playoff. And unfortunately, I'm going to go with Alabama. I think they win the SEC West. I think they get to the SEC Championship. I think they lose to Florida, but it doesn't matter. They still get the four seed. So the playoff games would be Clemson, Bama, and the Sugar Bowl. I think Clemson beats them again. Florida, Oklahoma State, and the Rose Bowl, which, by the way, with the Big 12 and the or Big 10 and the Pac-12 sitting out, we're going to have a weird-looking Rose Bowl. 
there is not a weirder looking Rose Bowl than Florida and Oklahoma State. Yeah, I East love that. Coast team and a team. Yeah, in the middle. I would, of the I would love country. to see an SEC Big Twelve Rose Bowl. Like that's just going to be weird. But Florida's going to beat them, and then Clemson is going to beat Florida in the national championship. Trevor Lawrence rides off into the sunset, and he becomes the number one overall pick of the Carolina Panthers. Jacksonville Jags. Moving on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no, no. We, we already know how RJ feels about the Jaguars getting Trevor, but I think it's inevitable at this point, buddy. Nope. nope. All right. Chicago Bears are going to trade up to the number one overall pick. <laughs> and we're going to take uh, – we're, we're going to take some kicker. It's going to be great. Meanwhile, um, while your teams are in the sweller, the, 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 the bottom of the barrel, my team will be fighting for a championship. But yeah. uh, anyways – going to win the Super Bowl. Hey, man. Back to the top four. We're riding yeah. that eight and eight gravy train all the way to Wildcardville, baby. <laughs> Just for Nick Foles to send us on a miraculous Super Bowl run. But uh, Jamil, your final four. Who are you looking at? Um, for me, number one, um, I'm going to go RJ McGill Clemson. I think they're going to have their will at the ACC. I think they're eventually going to beat Notre Dame in the ACC title game, not North Carolina. Sorry, RJ. Um, my number two seed, I'm going to go with Alabama. I think they're going to win the SEC. I think they're going to defeat the Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC championship. Again, sorry, RJ. <laughs> For my number three, I'm going to go with the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, I think their offense is just going to be too much. Um, I, I actually do love your Oklahoma State pick. They're returning 16 players from last year. They're returning a lot of players. They have a lot of firepower on offense. But um, I don't know. I think Oklahoma is going to have it for one more year. I think they're going to run the Big 12 one more time. And my fourth pick, um, I'm going to go double SEC teams like ours did, but I'm going to go with the Georgia Bulldogs. Even though they're going to lose the SEC championship to Alabama, I think they sneak their way back into the four seed. I think the committee is going to love that the SEC is playing everyone. They're going to love there's going to be a whole bunch of quality losses for everyone to go through. But um, it's big of JC Daniels. JC Daniels has to be healthy. Um, this can obviously change if I don't see healthy JT Daniels. We'll come back and revisit this after this season. I'm sure we'll do this again. But um, for me, right now, Georgia, my number four seed. Um, the way the playoffs would go, Georgia would play Clemson. Um, I think Clemson would take care of them. And then I would have Oklahoma versus Alabama. And um, we know what happens every time Oklahoma plays an SEC team. Um, I think Alabama will, yeah. will beat Oklahoma there, setting up for another Alabama versus Clemson rematch. And um, you're yawning. RJ's over there yawning. But um, listen, we don't we, we keep seeing it, but it's usually been a good game. It's usually been good football. It's usually the two best teams. So we keep getting mad. We see it, but at the same time, we're getting we're getting probably the best game we can get. I think. But um, I do think Trevor Lawrence will will, will ride off into a sunset to the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> That'd be oh a shame. wow. You just took a that would, that would be a shame. <laughs> that, that that just ruined RJ's whole day. Yeah, me and RJ, we're gonna, this is gonna be a fun season. Me and RJ, we're we're gonna have different opinions. You know, we both love the sport. Um, I hope he doesn't want to play any more bets on any things. I I'd hate for him to take my I hate to take my money off of my hands. And I gotta collect my money off Matt Perry because Tyrod Taylor has been named the starter. And there you go. Now Matt Perry owes you five bucks too. I was gonna say just to let everybody know, RJ has paid his five dollar dues to the Orioles winning ten plus games, but yeah. Uh, Again, I'm still the one guy who hasn't bet Jamil on anything. We're going to keep it that way. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad nobody said Notre Dame because that week three loss to USF is going to be really damaging on their schedule. And they're probably on the USA Network, right. on the USA Network right. of course, where you go to watch all your college football. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Jeff Scott, just watch it happen. 16-0. We're not even playing 16 games. We're going 16-0. Um, but, all right. So, yeah, we got a, we got a Clemson championship twice. Uh, that's always fun. And Trevor Lawrence on two different teams. That's amazing as well, uh, at least for him, I guess. But, yeah, uh, and you said Sam Howell's going to come out and win the uh, the national championship. He's going to win um, the Heisman. Or the Heisman. What the yep. hell? Um, <laughs> Heisman Howell, baby. Heisman Howell. So to wrap it up, uh, I think everybody's favorite part about college football is the upsets, uh, the big unranked opponent uh, that comes in and just poops on a ranked team and just makes them look stupid. Uh, we've seen it plenty of times before, and I can't wait to see it again. Uh, I, I know we have a couple of games this year that are possibly set up for that. We're going to start off with RJ. Who are you looking at for one of the biggest upsets this year? I mentioned in the SEC video that Tennessee gets Florida and Bama both at home. They're going to win one of those games. I don't know why. I don't know how. Tennessee is going to win one of those games. They get Bama the week after Bama plays Georgia, and they get Florida as the very last regular season game. One of those two teams is going to be overlooking Tennessee, and Tennessee is going to slap them. Uh, Tennessee won't be unranked when they win that game, so it won't be like a huge, crazy upset. But still, those to me are the two best teams in the SEC. Tennessee's going to knock one of them off. Also, the very last week of the regular season, Clemson goes to Blacksburg and plays Virginia Tech. I don't think Clemson's going to lose. I think they're going to go undefeated. But I would watch that game. That's going to be sneaky right there. There you have it. Our, uh, Jamil, do you have any uh, big upsets that you're possibly looking at? Uh, I'm looking at the SEC, too. I want, to, I want to say big, but, um, you know, LSU, they, they lost Joe Burrow. They lost Brady. They lost Jamar Chase now. Um, I want to be shocked if week one, Mississippi State comes in with mom, Mike Leach, and they, they throw up some points, and they, they can upset LSU in the first week of the season. I think that would be um, really shocking to some, and I think it would be a good way to kick off the season. Yeah, it would. I like that. <laughs> RJ's on board. There you go. You got him back by the end of the video. I did. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, that's about wrapping us up here. We're running out of time here on the Zoom call, so we're going to have to kind of pull strings together. Uh, any final thoughts on the upcoming college season? Thank God we get it. Thank God we're going to play college football. Amen. Jamil, any final thoughts? Any bold predictions? Uh, I'm just glad we're getting the game back, man. I miss ball so much. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good to be back. We're finally getting some small-time games here, but we're going to be kicking off some big ones here soon. Some big-time teams are going to be right back out on that field. But until we get that, until we can uh, – I'm sure I'm sure RJ and Jamil will probably put something together where they do some weekly college football recap. I wouldn't be shocked. So. Yeah, for sure. We're going to have that coming to you all. So I'll definitely good. have to do that and be a little bit more prepared so I can not just host. So, <laughs> but until next time, whenever we get there, uh, we've been the GM Fry, and this has been our review on the college football preseason. Uh, and we'll see you next time. For RJ, Jamel, I'm Will. Take it easy. <laughs>